Hello and welcome to the Afterburners podcast. I am your host Samuel Oni and this is episode 29. 29 episodes, wow. With me online is Wes Fearman. Wes, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Another fairly chill week. I'm back at work again next week though, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, a week off of, of F1 and now, now we're back in the States after, after a couple of years away. But yeah, yeah. how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm very excited by this. Yeah, Kota. Kota's back back in the states austin are you excited for it i'm quite excited i mean obviously we didn't have a, a u.s grand prix last year for fairly obvious reasons but um i, I kind of like kota as a track um because it's, it's sort of because it's a fairly sort of a, a new build sort of track because it was sort of opened in 2012 but it sort of nicked bits of other tracks from around the world so you know you've got the first corner which saw that uphill of left hand hairpin then after that you go into sort of an s section which is similar to yeah sort of maggots and beckett's in at silverstone and then there's other bits of other tracks that it's sort of inspired by <laughs> if, if you like so I, I i i quite like it um as a track itself i mean the just before the end of the lap you've got that quite fast sort of i think it's two separate corners but it's like two sort of apexes yeah as well i think it's a right hander yeah, as, as a track, as, as a whole, I do quite like Kota. Whether it's produced entertaining racing, I think it has, um, from, from memory. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. US Grand Prix, two years away. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's get into it again uh, this weekend. The crowd are going to be very much on it. I think if there's one thing about Kota, uh, it has a huge, huge fan base. And um, I think all the drivers are gonna like they're gonna receive a warm reception and everything so um, yeah it should be really really good to watch um yeah yeah that, i mean yeah. was it when i think it was 2017 where the title fight was quite close between hamilton and vettel and i mean i completely hated this but i'm sure the american cricket it was quite a u.s thing what they did it was almost like a boxing sort of intro where all the, the they had the two drivers of each team sort of walk out um, and then sort of go either to the left or to the right. And then once it got down to sort of Mercedes, Ferrari, I think they just had each driver like Bottas, Hamilton, Vettel, Raikkonen and just walk out one by one because they were the sort of two, obviously the two main teams then. They just had Hamilton and Vettel sort of either side of, I'm not sure if it was the actual world championship sort of trophy or if it was the US Grand Prix trophy, but there was just this sort of small podium with a trophy on top and just had <laughs> One, one of them either side and it was a very US thing to do and yeah. I think the crowd then absolutely loved it but I mean watching back home and a lot of people from what I remember thought no that's a bit it's a bit cringe does F1 really really need that sort of thing but um, yeah as I mean for the for the audience there it would have been spectacular because I mean, American sports fans are just so I suppose they're more passionate about well, like F1 and say British F1 fans, you could say. But, um, I mean, McLaren will be uh, loving it because obviously Zach Brown is American. Daniel Ricciardo loves an, an American Grand Prix. He went to, I can't remember which year it was, but he dressed up as a cowboy or something. He had a cow, he had a Stetson and cowboy boots and sort of, I think Red Bull had a cowboy inspired uh, overalls or livery one year. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember, I think that was 17 or 18. But yeah, atmosphere, it, it should be. Not quite Zandvoort levels with with Verstappen, mm. but I, I, I think it should be up. Yeah, yeah, the atmosphere is going to be great this weekend. So the US Grand Prix, 
back after two years. 2019 was the last race. And um, yeah, just to put it into a bit of context, Valtteri Bottas was the winner with Hamilton finishing second and Max Verstappen taking taking third. Hamilton, do you think he'll become a seven-time race winner at the US Grand Prix? He already has six to his uh, name. I know, yeah. He, he, he does like this track. I think it's... Uh, it's it's not up there with his most wins at a single track. I think that's Hungary and Silverstone with nine wins. I think, but it's, it's certainly up there in, in the top half. I I, didn't, I don't see why he can't do it uh, this weekend. It's a track that he he likes, hence the six wins. And uh, I think in 2014 or 2015 he won his either second or third championship at the US Grand Prix with loads of races to spare. So it's a track he's he's got good memories of, and yeah, I, I think he'll he'll definitely be pushing for for that top spot if well. I mean, he'd want to get top spot to reclaim the, the championship lead back. Yeah, I, I don't see why he can't win again this weekend in Cotra and become, yeah, as you say, a seven-time American Grand Prix race, uh, Grand Prix winner. Of, of course. I mean, if I were Hamilton, I'd want to take this. I'd want to, I'd want to take this race as well. I'd want to win it, um, especially if I have six points to make up against my title. Mm, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd take this opportunity and, like, which brings me to my next one. Like, who needs it more, Hamilton or Verstappen? Who needs this race with more? Because at this, this point, this story is coming to an end. I know. Yeah, there's what's I think it's six, is it six races left, including this one. Yes, or six five races. races. I can't quite remember now off the top of my head. Six races. Um, but it's yeah, it's just such a close championship, and so at this point in time, I think Hamilton needs it more because I don't think you can be sitting in second place because say Verstappen wins again this weekend then that's a minimum six point lead or he's going to increase his lead by a minimum of six points if Hamilton gets past this lap um which which if, if that continues for even just another race or two it's that's going to be very difficult for Hamilton to then rein in going into the Middle Eastern races at, at the back end of the season so I'd say at this point in time Hamilton needs that win reclaim those those 25 maybe 26 points sort of reduce that gap to Verstappen or even re- retake the lead in the championship just by just by a point or two which will, which is what it will be yeah I think I, you can't sit in second for much longer because the racing is just so close the season's so close and there's only six races left including Kota so I'd say Hamilton needs this win more than Verstappen at the moment because I think if Hamilton does win this weekend, then yeah, Verstappen will be in second, but it'll only be by again, literally a point or two. So I think Verstappen could make up that difference as the races go on. If he loses another race, then I think he could make that up. Whereas Hamilton, I'm not too sure. If Verstappen wins this race and then wins uh, the next one, Mexico, I think it is, then I think that's going to be more and more difficult for Hamilton to retake the lead because he'll be what six points behind now. Then that goes down to 12, 18, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, at this point in time, Hamilton, I would say, not I wouldn't say he needs it, but he just needs it more, <laughs> if, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I understand very much. Um, Max Verstappen. Now, you're six, uh, Max Verstappen, you're six points ahead, potentially could bring a driver's championship for the first time since 2013. Is that right? 13? Yeah, uh, 2013. Yeah, well, what my what, what do you all right? You're you're Christian Horner. What do you say to Max coming into this race? I'd probably say 
Keep It Cool. You know this track well. It's a track you've done pretty well in the past. I remember he had, um, I think he overtook Raikkonen at one point on that sort of that, that sort of double apex right-hander. I can't remember what gear and just was just penalised. It was the, I think we had three different people on the podium that race to be like, I can't remember which year. I think it was 18, I'm not sure. It's a track he knows well. It's a track he's confident racing at. He's got the point. I'll just say, keep it cool. You're ahead in the championship. Yeah, it's only by six points, but a race win here really puts you in contention to be the first Dutch world champion, the first Red Bull champion since 2012, the first non-Mercedes champion of the hybrid era mm, or the turbo indeed. hybrid era. So it's, yeah, I don't want to put, well, obviously Horner won't want to put too much pressure on Verstappen to win the race because he doesn't need mathematically. It's obviously still possible to, for him to win, to win the championship if he doesn't win in Kota. But winning here will give him a big, big boost, I think, because it puts him another... Again, minimum six points ahead, maybe even seven, maybe even eight if, if Verstappen wins and gets fastest lap as well. So that could put him anywhere between 12 and 14 points ahead with, what, five races left, which, again, yeah, Hamilton will be able to uh, sort of chase him down, if you like, but it's going to get more and more difficult for Hamilton as, as the season goes on. If Verstappen wins in Cota and wins with fastest lap as well, that, I think that's what, Red Bull will be looking to do this weekend, get that fastest lap, get those essentially eight, a, an extra sort of eight points, if you like, in that um, in, in, in the drivers' championship because that'll bring it to what 14 points <laughs> ahead. Which again, Hamilton's going to need three race wins. If obviously, if Verstappen finishes second, in Northern, he's going to need three race wins to uh, reel him in, if you like. So, yeah, yeah, if, if, if I was Horn, I would be saying. But just keep it cool. Race one will be great, but first or second will still be in real contention for this championship. If if you come in second, then don't worry, you'll only be one to three points behind. But yeah, just just give it your all and and see what happens. Right. Predictions. Where do you stand? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, it's going to be a tricky one. I, I think it's going to be a dry race. I, I did check the weather in Austin for Sunday <laughs> before coming on. I think, well, I don't think that's the end of the wet race now, unless Brazil throws something into, into the mix. I don't think we're going to have a, a wet race. We're certainly got, not going to have a wet race in, in the Middle East. I think that's... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think... Yeah, the, it's supposed to be cloudy and slightly overcast, but I don't think it's going to be... Uh, chucking it down or drizzling like we saw in Turkey a couple of weeks mm. ago. Um, race winner. Hmm. That's uh, tricky, but you know, for the sake of championship drama, I'm going to go Hamilton. Okay. The race winner. Or, or are we going to give, I forgot about pole position. Then. Let's go Verstappen pole position Yeah. and Hamilton race winner. Just because right. uh, I, I would love to see someone track battling between, between the two of them. Uh, I that think when nice. Hamilton overtakes, or if he overtakes Verstappen during the race, I think the crowd would just go mental because Hamilton's quite involved in the States. I think he trains over there, has a house over there or, or something. Um, I think the US crowd will be more passionate or more partisan towards Hamilton than Verstappen mm. as well. Um, driver of the day. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think we got one right all season. No, no, um, which is poor. It just goes you, to show how hard it is. It's poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. Each weekend, I mean, you can you can sort of guess who's or predict who's going to win the race, who's going to get pole, 
but a driver of the day is just you don't know who's going to have a good race who's going to have a bad race yeah let's go i'm trying to think of someone i haven't gone with before yeah Uh, i don't think science got it last uh last time out in turkey so i don't think i'll go go for him even though he is on a decent run of form at the moment I don't think it'll be a Ferrari. I think someone who you haven't mentioned is um, yeah. Well, minus minus the Haas, minus the Haas. Yeah, the the Haas aren't gonna get it. I think, (laughs) I think, Sonoda, Gasly. Uh, I don't. I don't think Sonoda's gonna get driver day. I don't think he's had. (laughs) I don't think he's. With all due respect to Sonoda, I don't think he's that good of a driver to get driver day. He had a decent start to the season, but overall, it's been. A, a poor season, you would say, for, for Yuki Sonoda. Um, but I'm just trying to think. McLaren could be one of the McLarens. Could be, could it be Vettel in the Aston Martin stroll. One of the Alpines, Alonso or Rocon. Gasly in the Alpha Tower is always a good shout. Um, I don't yeah. think it'll be one of the Alpha Mayors. I don't think I don't see Raikkonen or Giovinazzi. I don't see Russell or Latifi. I certainly don't see <laughs> Schumacher or Mazepin getting drunk for the day. I mean, it could be one of the, the the top two teams. It could be a Mercedes. It could be a could be a Red Bull. Yeah. Um. Let's go. I don't think I've got Ocon before. I'll go Esteban Ocon. Okay. The day. Why not? Why not? Put it out there. <laughs> a bit of a random shout, but let's go. It's let's good. go Ocon. All right then. Right. Pole sitter. Um. You know what? I'm gonna go for a clean sweep here. I I reckon mm. Hamilton. I reckon ha- this is Hamilton's race, purely because I think that. I think this is the race where it's a make or break. I know there are six races left. I know there are six races left. You're thinking, Sam, there's six races left. You've still got, uh, you know, Mexico and Brazil to come. But, yeah, I think Cota's like where, you know, he needs it, especially if you're going to make up six points. So, pole sitter, Lewis Hamilton, race winner, Lewis Hamilton, and then... Driver of the day. Driver of the day as well. <laughs> no, I don't. He could. He, I mean, he could if he drives a perfect race and wins by thirty seconds or mm. something, and there's not much action in the midfield. Then Hamilton could well get driver of the day. I mean, if there is action in the midfield, then it might go to one of those drivers. But you see, you see, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So, uh, driver of the day. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm thinking it could be. One of the McLarens or one of the Ferraris. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, I just hope that if they have if they have good pace in the race, not qualifying, but in the race, I really think Ferrari might, you know, have a good race again. So I don't think I've. I may have gone for this one. I may have gone for this driver before, but Charles Leclerc in Ferrari. Mm. I think he might be driver of the day again fairly quiet this season I think he's had one podium this season I'm not sure but um yeah Charlotte Leclerc and the Ferrari driver today yeah I mean, he's half a point behind science and again I think science has gone a bit under the radar because I mean, as I said last I think last week every, everyone's focus is on Leclerc because he obviously he's Ferrari's number one driver but science has quietly had a very good season with Ferrari this year. It's always the games. quiet ones that does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, you know what I mean. That do the damage. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got Hamilton, Hamilton, Leclerc. I yeah. Verstappen, Hamilton, Ocon. 
well, <laughs> we'll have to see who's right. We'll have I to see. I've, I mean, I've, I've completely lost track of the, the point system that we're doing for this. I haven't updated the spreadsheet in a while, but um, it's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll try and amend it for next week. <laughs> we can have an, an up to date predictions going into the going into the last five races. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, well, so that's that with the US Grand Prix preview. Hopefully, it will be a great race, and um, you know the crowd. But another thing which we should talk about the last thing that we're going to talk about for today is the 2022 f1 calendar which was released on friday last friday well what races that you're looking do you have to spreadsheet up i'm just looking at the the calendar now and 24 races i think we said a couple weeks ago that uh, it's the most i think it's the maximum number of races it's too long (laughs) it's too long i'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry. It, it is quite long. I mean, it starts in March and ends in pretty much the last or the second to last week of November. So that is, it's a long time away, and it's 23 weeks uh, away for not just the drivers, but all the mechanics, engineers, just the amount of staff that that travel with them as well. Um, it's nearly half the year away from uh, families. So got, yeah, they do have that sort of four week summer break, but it is only four weeks. It just flies by. Um, but tracks I'm, I'm looking out for. I mean, Australia's back on the calendar uh, for a Woo-hoo! few years. I mean, Australia hasn't provided great racing, let's be honest, the last few years because the, the only sort of overtakes you get are DRS. There aren't many, really many opportunities to sort of have a lunge down the inside, if you like. But it's, it's good to see it back on the calendar. Um, we've got Miami uh, coming as well in round yep. five in, in the first week of May, which I think you're particularly <laughs> excited for. Very, um, very excited. <laughs> we've got uh, obviously Zandvoort is is staying. It'll be uh, Sochi's last Grand Prix before it moves to uh, St. Petersburg. We've got Singapore back on the calendar as well, subject to contract. Yeah. Um, same with the US, and then you sort of got the the sort of as now traditional ending of sort of the USA, Mexico, Brazil, and then Abu Dhabi with uh, the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix and Jeddah being moved to the second round of the season after uh, Bahrain. Um, Imola stays, um, which I'm a little bit surprised for. Do we need two races in in Italy? Can we not go to Portimao or Nurburgring or Hockenheim or, or even Turkey? Somewhere like oh, that. Or Hockenheim four, would have been a good tracks. one. Yeah, I thought Hockenheim would have been a good one. There's not a German Grand Prix. Yeah, we've got two races in Italy and two races in the states, but not one in Portugal, in Germany, uh, Germany. Remember what, in Turkey either. Which is, is is a little bit disappointing, especially considering Turkey has provided decent races the last two years it was run. I think Nürburgring as well provided a decent... I think Daniel Ricciardo got a podium in, in the Nürburgring last year. So that <laughs> spiced things up a bit there. And, I mean, Hockenheim is, again, a, another decent track, which I quite like as well. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, where it, it rained, we had, I think, Vettel, or maybe even 2018, Vettel going into sort of the hairpin in the last sort of section um where we locked up on, i'm not sure rack or plane but ran into but he, he retired he had to retire because he went into the crowd and then hamilton won the german grand prix after vettel won the british grand prix which i think is yeah. quite a nice sort of roundabout sort of thing <clears throat> sorry um yeah it's, it's, it's good to see australia back on the calendar it's, it's nice to see Imola. i do like Imola as a track in general Canada, um, Spain still there. Monaco still. Oh yeah, Canada. I forgot about Canada. Canada, I do love yeah. Canada on the track. After another um... yep, round nine. 
and whenever I'm racing on the F1 games, I've, I've, I just like Canada. I don't know why. Yeah, I suppose it's one of the easier tracks <laughs> to, to race on, but yeah. I don't know why. I, I just really like it. And I'm not a fan of sort of street circuits in general, but Canada, it, for some reason, it doesn't feel like a street circuit. I don't know why. But yeah, well, hopefully no one runs into the, the Wall of Champions <laughs> in sort of the last chicane. As we've seen a, a few, almost every weekend, really in Canada. Um, but as as a whole, I, I do quite like the Canada. I, I would make a few changes to it, um, namely the tracks I mentioned earlier: Portimao, Nurburgring, Hockenheim, Istanbul Park. One of those, at least one of those on there. Um, would you? Would you, rather, what... would you want to start in the Middle East and finish in the Middle East? I'm not sure. I think it makes kind of sense that the way this season's ending out for for example because we've got races in what, Qatar, Saudi Arabia and the UAE that makes it a lot easier for the teams I think they have a week's break as well mm-hmm. in between well certainly between two of them but yeah I think it makes sense the way it's ending now um, I mean Bahrain has hosted the opening round before obviously this year last year and I think it hosted it when it uh, first came onto the calendar around about 06-07 as well but for me, Australia is the, is the traditional start of the season. It always starts in Australia. So to have that as round three and essentially to have two money tracks, if you like, Bahrain and Saudi Arabia at the top two, I mean, they probably paid the big bucks for them to host the opening two rounds of, of the mm-hmm. F1 season. But it's a little bit disappointing. Same with Abu Dhabi is the last race. The only reason that's there is because of, of money and sponsorship reasons. For me, the traditional last race of the season is Brazil. I mean, purely because it's it's a better track. It provides better racing, I think, anyway. But having said that, we do have the changes to Abu Dhabi uh, coming this year, which I assume will stay for next year as well. We've got changes coming to Albert Park in Australia. Yeah. Um, again, hopefully that will provide better racing. Then, of course, we've got Miami. Just looking at the at the track map now, it doesn't look like there's many good places for over there. It looks like a fast track. It's got two quite long ways. It's got one very long straight and then another slightly squiggly section which i'm sure the drivers will be 90 90 95 flat out for that anyway um i do see a, a few opportunities where you could overtake but again another street circuit i'm not a fan of street circuits personally i, I know you quite like the idea of, of miami grand prix so <laughs> let me get your thoughts on it yeah i mean i haven't looked at the you know the track itself well not in a while actually but <laughs> i'm actually yeah i'm looking forward to it a fresh a fresh race in America I I just think I just think the crowd it's it's all down to the crowd thing in the, the fans because I like you said earlier US fans are almost more passionate than Brit- British fans I, I don't know what it is <laughs> but uh, I just yeah and who wouldn't want to go to Miami like if someone <laughs> gives you like money to go to Miami you're not you're not going to say no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't say no, exactly. You wouldn't say no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's great. And um, I just think, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, then. Just before we finish, 2022 calendar has been finalised and it's released. Three Grand Prix. where would you go? Where do you want to go? Um, good question. I think the, the first one I'd go to is Silverstone. Okay. Um, British Grand Prix, iconic. Provides usually provides decent racing. So yeah, British Grand Prix would be number one. Then I've got a, a 
it's tricky. It gets tricky after that, I think, because just just do I've got, process, so, I've got process, so many that I'd like to go. Process of elimination. What ones yeah, wouldn't that's, you that's go what I'm to? Thinking. I wouldn't go. Well, I wouldn't go to most of them, to be honest. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go to Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Australia. <laughs> um, I would probably go to. I don't know. I think I've got my three. I'll probably go to Brazil. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, I, good I, shout. I love Interlagos. I love very good uh, the track the races. And, yeah, if if it's a wet race, then even more chaos as it usually is and <clears throat> my third one would be spa just because it's an iconic track love spa i mean hopefully it's not like we saw this year hopefully it'll be a dry race or certainly not as wet as, as this year's grand prix mm. um yeah spa love the track if i was sat on la source or sort of Rouge radion perfect that that would be spot on that would be my free and just before we get on to yours but one thing i do take issue with with this year's calendar is that um, there is a, a triple head in Monaco, Azerbaijan, and Canada. Which Monaco oh, and Azerbaijan, yeah, fair enough. I did fairly, not notice that they're not oh. too far away. But going from Azerbaijan to Canada, you're going from West Asia or there or Far East Europe to Canada. That's a that's a long trek, and to do that in a week, that will. <laughs> Yeah, if, oh, if wow. I was working in F1 with one of the teams, I would not be happiest that, that that's <laughs> happened. And when, especially when you got three races in, in the Americas at the end of the season as well. I mean, yeah, Canada is sort of a traditionally sort of first few round race. I think it's been like round five, round six, round seven, sort of traditionally. But to go from Azerbaijan in, as I say, far east Europe, far west Asia to Canada, across Europe, across the Atlantic... Yeah, it's in sort of eastern Canada, I suppose, in Quebec, but it's a long way to go in a week, yeah. especially especially after they've already been to Monaco before Azerbaijan, and yeah, that's 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 tough on on the staff, but I, wow. I don't think F one really considered that to be on which is disappointing, <laughs> but it, it, in a way, it's, it's still good to see Canada back on the calendar. Yeah. Anyway, good. anyway, your your free races. Um, right, like I've said. Miami. I'm very look, looking forward to Miami. Um, uh, I think, yeah, very looking looking forward to that. Yeah, great. Right, another one. Oh, this is really tricky. Really, <laughs> there's really too many to choose from. Too many to choose from. <laughs> Twenty-three um, is too many. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Right. I do like. I am one for the Temple of Speed. I believe that's a great place. Out, yeah. Yeah, especially when it's a couple of days before my birthday, so that's always a nice touch. Oh no, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but, but, but I maybe I think yeah. So Miami, Belgium. I think Belgium is yeah a wonderful place. Spa, great place to go. And um, you want to go to a night race, perhaps? Because we've got Singapore, we've got Bahrain, we've got. Um... Saudi Arabia, I presume, was it Abu Dhabi's a night race as well? Mm. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you've got a wide variety of, of night races. Indeed. I know, I know you do like a night race. I do. I do. <laughs> and Singapore is quite appealing. So I wouldn't mind a trip to Singapore, actually. So, um, yeah, Singapore. So Miami, Belgium. Bar, yeah. And Singapore. Decent, yeah. Singapore, yeah. That's great. Um, well, I believe that's it, really. I think so, yeah. I believe that's the that's, end already. <laughs> that's the end already. 
told just you half an hour just flown by. Yeah, told you it wouldn't be wouldn't be long. So um, yeah, this week F1 is back. Trip to the US, Hamilton versus Verstappen. Stories coming to an end. Six races. So who's gonna come out on top in America this weekend? Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, or it could be somebody else. Maybe. I mean, I know we've we've focused so much on Hamilton and Verstappen. It could be, it could be Bottas. It could be Perez. Yeah. Of Ferrari. One of the imagine a McLaren on the podium. Zach Brown on the podium again doing another shoey oh. in the states. You know <laughs> what? I do I do wait for the day until Lando Norris is on the top step. I don't know where, but I just hope he gets a race win. Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, this has been the end of the Afterburners podcast episode. I've been your host, Samuel Oni, and it's a goodbye from me. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from Wes. Bye-bye. And we hope you enjoyed the US Grand Prix this weekend. <laughs>